Previously on Critically Stupid. We sat with Ramalia. We learned quite a lot. The stone of Galore's and Abilene. Scarier than anything we bought. Apparently, we have to attune to it. But if we try, we might die. Unless we have the shard of solitude, even then our brains might fry. So we have to see Gable's star song. The shard is on a secret ship. We also loom flume told everyone. About some special trips That's when he met us In the end there was a message And just apostrophe was lost It wouldn't be a problem Except we work for the same boss We go searching for some answers With the Zenith our guilt and more Eventually we'll have to tolerate Talking to Sylvie Morningstar She's one of my least favorite best friends So I'm not looking forward to that But we have to keep on going Cause we're finally on track Mostly on track Mostly You mean the depressed ghost and my life falling apart wasn't enough for you? You know what's crazy, Diana? You're like one of the only people that find that truly humorous. <laughs> the rest of us are just worried about you. So last time on our <laughs> d <D&T> show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why was that the funny one? I don't know. It's just because it's a little true. <laughs> Show everybody. What's, What's up, you guys? On? Welcome back to. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Comedy Podcast, Critically Stupid, with new episodes every Friday on YouTube and Spotify. I am Alexander James. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. And my favorite part of last episode came a little bit out of pocket, actually, because it wasn't part of the narrative. It wasn't part of anything that uh, we all improvised together. It was the Libris Arcana ad we recorded where Garion, apropos of nothing, said, Libris Arcana, stay hafunculus. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. And God damn it, uh, I stand by it. Diana, why don't you go next? Uh, hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have my wolf pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. We just played our preseason game against the Colts. Granted, the Colts are trash, but we still won. Um, my favorite part of last episode... My memory's real fucked up today. Um, I don't know. Was it... I think it was last episode. You asked me to name something, and I just fucking blanked, because I can't yeah. name something. And <laughs> Gary and trying to explain how he does it. <laughs> Came up with the most unhinged yeah. name. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic, beautiful, ten out of ten. So no, you no. just start talking. Garen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey everybody, my name is Larry Bird, and I play Gareth in the Rogue. And my favorite part of last episode was I'm gonna be so honest. It was just kind of like a lot of talking, like not. Uh, so I think I guess I guess my favorite part was just picturing the fucking gloat fest that we're going to have when we go and rescue Jess Apostrophe's sorry ass from wherever she is. Fuck Might it. not be this episode, but eventually. I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard. My favorite part of the last episode was uh, just the description of what Galore is and learning that we're. I'm, it's, one of us is probably going to lose our souls, and that's great. So that's just going to be fun. I can't wait. Can't wait to hopefully get a new character. Let's do it. Oh, Fantastic. real quick, uh, yeah. Alex, so you can cut this in and make me look like less of an asshole. <clears throat> okay, Anthony, your turn. There we go. Phew, close one. Nope, I'm leaving it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're gonna build a cold open, um, and I thought this would—I thought this could uh, potentially be fun. Um, I would like to build, for the purposes of comedy intention, a rival adventuring party to the ghost mafia, because obviously the city of splendors, you're not the only three ding dongs wandering around, getting yourselves into trouble, cutting up some contracts. There are plenty of adventuring parties doing exactly the same thing. So we're going to start with the most important question, which does go to my boy, Anthony, which is tell me about the sexy one. Okay. The sexy name one. Is Gareth. <laughs> Sorry. He spells it G E R A T H. Gareth. 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 Yeah, the second one's name is Gareth. He's kind of a bear. I'm just... Okay, fine. I, let's just go Bardbarian then. Let's go with it's a. It's the sexy one is just Gareth the Bardbarian. <laughs> the Bearbarian. Yeah. All right. That's so tell it. me about tell me about Gareth. All right. Um, so Gareth is an absolute sweetheart, loves uh loves painting, 
loves mm-hmm. drawing is mm-hmm. uh more about storytelling and linguistics than he is about music but he's also incredibly uh, ridiculously impossibly talented when it comes to any instrument just by touching it uh oh, he's wow. never actually had any formal training it's just kind of like a wild magic that he has oh and yeah, and, and and he acts as if like it's not impressive because it comes so naturally to him, but which makes everyone else furious because he's okay, so- okay. Important clarification: Does he actually think it's impressive, or does he truly, in his heart of heart, believe that it's not that impressive? I'm gonna say he does that. He knows it's impressive. I'm gonna uh, say it. I know. I'm gonna say it. Like yeah, I think he's mostly a sweetheart, but he is also aware that he is that he's hot it's not great okay. yeah i mean to All be right. fair i would prefer that to <laughs> yeah that's pretty badass right i can't tell because like the 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 person that truly truly doesn't think it's a big deal is almost more annoying to me than somebody <laughs> who's got a little bit of deceit in them because like that i can identify <laughs> with on a human level mm-hmm. all right uh so we've got girth that's great i think i to leave room to leave room in the in the in the in the game for improv instead of telling me about another member Diana I would love you to tell me how they got together this rival adventuring party what was the genesis of their of their group um so I saw this thing online that was a meme but it, it, somebody commented on it that actually created like D&D 5e I don't know what all that means but they said that they based the ideal adventuring party on the golden girls um hey it's really fun um my character's so, also based on golden girls just thinking well, being well then I, well then I got thinking about it right and I was like I think I'm Dorothy um but um so I think they um they met I'm trying to remember how the golden girls met I think one of them I think it was Blanche. She had a big house and and was trying to rent out rooms is, is how that went. So I'm going to have a mate the same way because I'm leaning into the Golden Girls thing. Um, she inherited a big old fucking house and posted for a couple roommates. Okay. I actually love that. That's tremendous. All right. Garion. Yes. Why are they getting some renown why are they why how why what did they do to start building their reputation to the point of your party might actually have heard of them at least in casual passing um uh they successfully staged a coup of a nearby country wow <clears throat> okay cool fuck that is actually really cool damn right. <laughs> shit um Okay, so I don't have a way to like, I don't have like a cool like scene where they do stuff. I just wanted to like build them to have them in my pocket so that like you guys might encounter them in this episode or later or whatever. Um, I'll tell you what, Girth is strong though. That's a that's a that's a really good character. Hey, can the episode title be uh, Girth is Strong, please? Um, no, <laughs> because this is a family show with Christians with Christian values. Okay. So let's uh, smash cut, smash cut into you three bing bongs. Um, I have you at somewhat of a crossroads and I'm curious from an above the table perspective where you want to go. So your two main quests that you kind of have at your in your pocket right now at your disposal, you have uh, Pursuing the Stone of Galore, which is the Devil Star Song route where you investigate the vault that he may or may not have, um, the Shard Solitaire that he may or may not have in it. Earlier in this campaign when we still had I think it was actually in season one. I promised Garion 
a heist that I never really delivered on. It ended up being more like teleportation shenanigans. So this is sort of my fulfillment of a long overdue promise of like a true and honest heist where you guys do like research and like, where's the vault? How are we getting in? What's the cover? What, you know, like that kind of thing, like a little bit of like an ocean's 11, except fantasy. So like ocean's, ocean's 11. Potions. Fucking. I hate you. Um, no, no, no. Make your stupid joke after I said Foshans 11. You said Foshans? Yeah, like faux oceans. You didn't potions? do potions? Like drinking a potion? No. I thought you said I... potion. That's way no, funnier. It's not. Fant you went for fantasy ocean rather no, than I like went faux a as in potion. faux pas, like the French word for fake, you fucking idiot. That's somehow worse. You it's went not. French? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna post it we're gonna post a poll on twitter and you're gonna be fucking embarrassed okay bro <laughs> this is like the one time he flexes his twitter muscles and he wins this watch watch me get embarrassed watch me get just fucking drained <laughs> anyway so that's the Devil Star song route. On the other hand you have the rescue Jessica apostrophe aka the black viper that will involve um, finding out where she's being held. How do you get to her? What's the subterfuge you guys use to like get down and like the complications that involve therein. In addition to those two, we have some threads that we can clean up regarding Floon and his may or may not be sick father. There's some cool scenes that we could get into there where you guys, you know, he said he would show you his sick father at some point. So you could call up that card, um, do some investigation there, try to get, try to push through. If you remember last episode, Lady Romalia Haven Tree actually admitted that even as the leader of a super um, important, reputed spy, I wanted, I almost said club. It's not a club. It's a spy guild. Um, an intelligence service. Kind of an intelligence service. Um, even she had some questions about your boy Floon. So it could be potentially worthwhile to sort of investigate that. Um, and then, of course, there's always, you know, what's Rainier Never Ember up to? But there's more. I think there's more interesting stuff to get into than, than uh, everybody's favorite nobleman. I think we already know he's just out there highlandering. Fucking making a nuisance of himself. He feels like the only one that has any kind of like uh like immediacy to it is the Jess apostrophe thing, right? Like if we are truly saving her from a situation, she's in peril. Everything else is just at our disposal because we have the stone of galore, right? I mean she'll probably yeah. be fine. Also, I mean, she... like, we're not going <clears throat> The purpose isn't the rescue. That's just like a ha a happy coincidence for Jess. Apostrophe, not the lovely former member. God, rip. Um, okay, she's so rip. We... She's dead. <laughs> she does go to her funeral. It was really touching. Um, yeah, was... Okay, so why did what... she get to die first? What do you guys want to get into? Uh, I personally am super stoked for that heist mission. Um, however, I'm equally stoked to um ooh I should have phrased that better actually I did phrase it better because I didn't say it gloat over Jess apostrophe okay so we've got one for Devil Star song one for Jess apostrophe bestie um I mean I'm amenable to whatever I I think that I I'm curious about loon but truthfully I'm whatever I'm good with doing the the heist thing. That sounds like fun. Um, can we, as a group, like, what do we do with the Stone of Galore in the meantime? Is there somewhere safe we could put it where we don't have to worry about it, some NPC, like, coming by and snatching it? <laughs> like, is there some way we can, like, we can find a place to hide it where, you know? Yeah, like, are my pockets really that cool? Of Like, are they that secure? 
so I'm not going to give you a convenient, like magical holding thing. I think you've got enough resources in the city. You know, enough people that you could conceivably come up with. You go to somebody and persuade them to hold on to it for you. Some, who do you trust in the city? Like no nobody, I would yeah, rather no find one. like a place good, that I have done a like very good job a of floorboard or something like that. Makes I think the sense. only pe person I would trust is Sean the Gorilla, but uh, I'm pretty content just holding yeah, on just holding to. Okay. If okay. you guys think that gives me too much power, <laughs> <laughs> so who are is Gareth holding on to both of them or one of them? I can hold on to b both due to my numerous pockets and overall sneakiness. Yeah, I mean, uh, but if if it's if we think it's a better idea to like divvy them up, because it's like keeping it's like when people have like their credit card and all that like attached to their phone. It's like nice, dude. You lost one. You lost both. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, so as far as the heist thing, if that's where we're going, uh, do. What information do we need to get started with that? We know is that the okay. one that's by the pier or the butt? So for the heist, um, you need to the first question that you guys need to answer is how do you locate the vault? Because all you have is the rumor of a spy guild master about what it is and where it is. You don't have any specifics. Okay. So that's the that's the one that's somewhere by the water, right? Is that correct? The one? So Ramalia Haventree told you that attached to one of Davil Starsong's ships, he right. has a vault. Okay, that's all the information you have. And you know, you could go back to Ramalia Haventree and ask questions, but that would kind of slap a little bit of like what we did last episode, which is we right. just did a bunch of talking with Ramalia Haventree. So I would prefer you guys do like a little bit more of like a yeah. investigating yourselves. Okay, now, so so um. What what's your face? Jess apostrophe was kidnapped by the Xanathar Guild, right? Correct. Uh, is that the same guild that David works for? Davil works for the other one. Davil works ah. for the Zentarim, the Black Network. Rats. Okay. However, nope. they are rivals, so it is potentially possible for you to glean insights from one from the uh, or of one from the other. Yeah, because I, I I'm I'm thinking more about what. Uh, Anthony said about Jess being the only one with actually like any sense of urgency to it. So I was thinking like if we, we if we like go and get Jess and then pick up Deets while we're there. But it's if not, it's not, it's not a bad guild, play, honestly, because like you know it gives you the opportunity to learn about Davil from the perspective of somebody that views him as an enemy, which might give you a little bit more operating information about how he because he's a very charismatic person who obviously can't be trusted. So. Um, you know, learning about how he lies and why, exactly or at least from my perspective, type. it's almost like I threw that curveball right down, right, right down the plate. Um, you're just leaning into my self-insert is what you're doing. I mean, why not? If your character, your character works, like people like it. It's funny. It's yeah. Why wouldn't I? I feel like all of our characters are really just self-inserts. That's, but that's the, th all right. So we're going to break table because like, fuck it. But like, that's the best part about it's... collaborative fiction is like, that makes a good, interesting character. Because if you play a character that's nothing like you, you have no tethers to connect yourself to that mindset. Like, it's so easy for me to role play as Gareth because like, he can't read. I'm dumb as fuck. They go <laughs> hand in hand. Okay, so. Are we going Jess? Is that the kind of the, the feel? Are we going That's, Dable? That is my vote. I am one of three. That's fine. That doesn't matter to me either way. 
Yeah, let's go Jess. Um, All right. So the first question that you have on the Jess route is how do you find out where she's been taken? You know, it's the Xanathar hideout. How do you find it? The Zenith, Zenithar weren't the ones with Tim and in the sewers and all that, were they? They were. Who runs ALB back? Justin Froon! I guess I don't know if they aligned with one guild or the other, but... I'll tell I you what your memory is, is. Your memory is ghosting at you, Diana, which you've done a very good job of recalling, is that while you guys were at ALB back, you saw a member of Sylvie's crew enjoying a pint at the tail end of your interaction with Dustin, and you guys decided you didn't want to truffle with it, so you just you just got out of there and we did another thing that episode. But you have seen members of the Xanathar Guild at that tavern. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there. Even if there's nobody there, maybe... Dustin Prune would know if they frequent his establishment, he might have an idea. Is is this Xanathar the one with the like the ten spoked wheel? Yes. Yes, well remembered. What if what if we like like draw that on a napkin or something and like real subtly slide it to the bartender and see if there's any reaction? I'm into it. Let's try it. Do so, it. Let's, let's set the part. scene. You guys go. I mean, ALB back is like four blocks away from Troll's Goal. It's it's embarrassingly close because it is copying everything about your shtick. Like you guys turn the corner to see it and uh, somebody has installed a painted sign, but they've clearly like done a, a, a dollar store enchantment on the paint so that it flickers as a way to try and emulate your honest to God fairy fire sign. So yeah, says, the one that we invented. Yeah, so it says ALB back in like bright sparkly red letters, but it, it is clearly like the the Hydrox cookie to your fairy fire troll skull sign. And uh, it's, I see it as like evening turning towards night. So the sun is starting to come down. A chill is starting to roll down the, the Mount Water Deep streets into the alleys. And the shutters of ALB back are thrown open. And there's like a lively piano and violin music coming from uh, the door and the windows. And Arnold, give me a perception check, please. You got it. Uh, before I do that, can I also say, because we're approaching ALB back, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the yeah. sign. As I see the sign, the lights are coming on. I'm going to use um, Minor Illusion to make the sign say ALB at Troll Skull and with yep. an arrow okay. pointing. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you don't even need to roll for it because I think it's dope as hell. You just see it stretch a little bit as like, as like, uh, letters shift in between other letters and it sort of like widens magically and then it says ALB at Troll Skull. It's a crazy the prestige reference. Yeah. Nice. I got 18. Okay. Uh, much to your dismay, Arnold Stevenson, the music sounds a lot better than last time. Last time you guys came here, it was kind of like rough and tumble. Clearly, they were like trying some acts that weren't good, but you actually walk through the doors of ALB back to like a beautiful, like acoustic guitar matched with a violin, sort of like a folk duo song. And you turn, and there is uh, a pair of really good looking half elves on stage playing music and singing and people are fucking into it and it sounds really good you want me to kill them i'm feeling real murdery i (laughs) I think i think gareth gareth will look at arnold and be like they need two just to be even close as you i'm like i hear him and i'm just like i it kind of registers a little but really i have that like wayne's world slow motion just like (laughs) 
like I can like I'm just like already in love with this band and I wish I wasn't but like I'm, I'm he's pulling me out of it happens to the best of us <laughs> yeah. it'd be like that it'd be like that um you see a, a pair of new bartenders behind the bar and what's curious is they actually need two of them because the trade at ALB back is kind of popping tonight they've got a full bar most of the tables are full uh they have uh, two servers weaving through the crowd with trays of drinks and food. And um, you see the familiar expensive cloak and multiple ring wearing figure of Dustin Froon um, standing by the edge of the bar, imperiously overseeing his domain. He's got kind of a snooty expression on his face and he's looking down his nose, which is pretty impressive because he's not that tall. I can kill him too. <laughs> To, uh, should we should we just approach like a bar a bartender that we don't know and try the 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 napkin? Probably. Well, looking around, do we do we see do you know do I see anyone from the guild from Xanathar that I can recognize? Uh, make me an investigation check, please. If Got you're looking it. for specifics, yes. Let me see. You guys want to see my impression of Draco Malfoy about to say the word Potter? Potter. Thank you so much for that YouTube thumbnail. I'm I'm a big fan, and I'm just like I'm just I'm just blessed. Hashtag just farming them, just getting them. Um, I got twenty three. Okay, scanning this room. There's a lot of faces to go over because it is bustling. You see a handful of semi-familiar faces, but none that register immediately as the group that you saw when you went into this sewers to tangle with Sylvie's crew. You see some rough, some rough characters that, like, if you were just glancing at them, judging a book by its cover, you'd be like, "Those guys look like they're in a gang," but okay. no, nobody immediately that you're like, "That motherfucker's in a gang." All right, so I like so Arnold looks at Gareth and he's like, "Everyone here is part of the Xanathar Guild." It's a trap. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay, so what what do you guys want to do? I can draw. Okay, I've seen the thing. I've seen the, the the bike, the bike thing. I can draw it. You want me to draw it on the napkin for you guys? What Maybe we should all bike? take one. Maybe we should all draw a bike. Like I'll draw a bike for each of us and we'll find a different people. Oh, and take a different bar. Well, hold on. Bar are there are there two bartenders and Dustin Floon? Or oh, yeah. Dustin, Dustin Floon is not sullying his hands with this service anymore. He is fully letting his 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 staff take care of it. Yeah, what a shitty bartender. Hmm. Gareth is mixing drinks by hand because he doesn't want to pay employees. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth is working harder, not smarter. Hmm. Okay, so I uh, what, what are we doing? I like the play of each of you taking a napkin. Yeah, and finding I think I, I like the divide and conquer vibe. Okay, so um, each of you take a napkin with uh, a circle and ten spokes radiating out from it. Uh, let's start with Diana. Who who do you who would you go for first? Scanning this busy room with you know Dustin. Um, you've got some bartenders and you've got a room full of like patrons. Um. You said some of the patrons looked kind of... Fairly rough and tumble, yeah. In addition to ALB back sort of stealing your vibe, they also clearly cater to a more um, blue-collar crowd. Uh, there's some, there's, there's definitely some rough types in this bar. Big dudes, big, you know, people um, snarling and snapping at each other, clanging beer mugs together, um, quabbling over 
cards. You know, there's like a there's like a betting scenario in one corner. For a second, I thought you were gonna go big dudes, big women, (laughs) fucking just massive women. I was going to, but then I realized that not everybody identifies as a man or a woman, and that would be pretty gender normative of me. So I just said big people. Fair enough. Big men and big people. Big men, big people. (laughs) I think I would probably just kind of gamble and pick somebody that appeared to be more rough and tumble, perhaps. Okay. Um, Sitting by the fire there's a large uh hearth in one wall with a spit of mutton rotating on an iron uh spit is a huge half orc with garish yellow tusks that have been pierced three times each jutting from his lower lips um he has a he's got a uh, a skull tattoo it's a tattoo of a skull on his shaven scalp that is the skull is screaming and also on fire um, badass and he has two sets of spiked bracelets on either wrist. And each wrist you can see, Mel, even from across the room, each of his wrists is about the thickness of your leg. This is a big boy. Did you just call my legs fat? No. I said his forearms were huge. You heard it. Like my leg. Him. No, that's not what I said. Ah, mm. uh, hold up your mm. forearm to your leg, Alex. Holy fuck, get me out of this bit, please. Somebody save me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Mel, as you waddle over. Yeah, so I I will waddle over. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with my giant legs. Um and you said he's sitting, is there like a chair or a seat near him next to him? Yeah, he's sitting at a at a two top, but he's only one person. Um I think he's got his legs kicked up on a bookshelf and um he is staring at the wood in the fire as it crawls over and slowly becomes coals. His eyes are oh, sort he's, of broody. He's broody as fuck, I was going to say. I was going to say, Mel just, Mel just sits there and she's like, I dissociate too. Um, no, she... Um... I, I just picture both of them standing next to each other, staring at the fire, not moving or saying a word. This is going to be really fun for the audio only listeners because Diana and I are about to do a whole ass conversation and looks and gestures. True. Then you're going to have to explain them all. No, I'll um, describe them all for the audio. Oh God, please do. That'd be oh, hilarious. Yeah, don't, I don't want to do that. I do. Um, so so she would, Um. yeah, she would kind of sit. She would sit next to him. Does he move or does he? I think, in, I think he flicks an eyebrow. He flicks an eyebrow in your direction um, and his hand almost imperceptibly Mel tightens on the handle of his giant half orc sized beer stein, uh, but he doesn't move and he doesn't acknowledge you. Um, so when I sit, um, I would make sure that like JP is at my feet because everybody loves JP. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, on. several people have reached out to like brush, brush, yeah, like, you know, like so extend cute. a knuckle for him so... to sniff at or like, yeah, so it's like when people would reach out just to touch Jesus. 
Sure. Correct. Yeah. Who's a real character in this? Jesus in Christ this. of Nazareth, who has been through this world. I hear he disappeared through a painting. Anyway, um, actually, uh, Mel, as you walk through, you see that there are a couple more dogs in uh, Troll Skull, or not Troll Skull, excuse me, in A'll Be Back. However, instantly distracted. Um, does Josh, is Josh Pat trained to not like handle dogs at all? Like, how does Josh Pat deal with other dogs? He can handle other dogs. Okay. He's a good he's boy. Not, he's Mel, not on the other hand, is wondering how she can have all the dogs. She We're going to have a whole football team. So here's the thing, um, is that the other dogs disappear, sort of just in a, in between blinks. They all disappear. And there are no dogs in ALB back whatsoever. And uh, Also, uh, or- Mel's jacket is barking. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Josh Pat pulls up at your feet and starts uh, snoofling at this half-orc's uh, sort of legs and chair. And despite his broody countenance, Mel, despite his hand like tightening on one beer stein, underneath the table, you do see him extend a knuckle so that Josh Pat can smell it. I mean, come on. So um, hopefully with um, JPZ sort of uh, putting him at ease, I think that I'm... I think she would just say, um, God, what would she say? Um, hey, I, I like your tattoo. That's, that's really cool. Is there a story behind that or? Yeah, I, uh, I was in the war. I was in the merchant Marines and, uh, I fell during a battle and, uh, one of the lizard folk from the swamp down South carved it into my skull with a knife. So I decided oh. to have it tattooed over. I totally thought he was going to say that when he was in the war, his head caught on fire. (laughs) Sort of as a memento. (laughs) Commemorative token. Right. right. Um, Wow. That is, uh, that's, that is quite, that's, that's quite the the story there. You've you've obviously been through a lot, but I respect how you kind of turn it around and make for a super badass tattoo. Um, I was wondering if maybe you might be able to help me and my little um, pup there with something. I mean, this dude, Energy. This, this dude pretty cute, Loki. Uh, I'm not much for making friends. Uh, I'm not really in the market for it, but what you got? That's okay. I also hate people. They're totally overrated, right? Yeah, like, the what's the big worst. fucking deal? Like, why? Why do we? Why is that the mark of good mental health to have like social interactions and not isolate? I don't understand. Straight up, like I would rather just stay home all day. Right, right, and just oh, just kiss drugs. already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mel is trying to like just oh yeah, buttering him up for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so I'm. Um, I am, I'm looking for, for somebody. Um, does this mean anything to you, perhaps? And she would take out the napkin with Arnold's drawing. Okay. We're going to cut you right there, Mel. We're going to go to Arnold. Arnold, who do you take your napkin to? <laughs> who do I take my napkin to? <clears throat> um, okay. So looking around. I'd want to go to the the band, but the band, I'm imagining the whole band is active, like playing up there on the stage, right? It's funny you ask that, Arnold, because there is what appears to be a third member of the band. But, you know, if you could if you could picture the band as like a really cool looking 
folk duo they've got sort of like thrifted clothes with like bangles on them and like they look very cool there is a bespeckled sort of rounder regular human he's a little bit short and his clothes look like his mom picked them out but he's wearing buttons with the band name on them right next to the stage and he's holding the empty cases of the band's instruments and he's looking at them with his eyes shining okay oh yeah okay so he he's an obvious like he's a future con uh convert of yeah, the, the, the ghost mafia obviously sure, sure. we're gonna get him we're gonna get this guy um so okay it's a recruitment drive with a side <laughs> mission yeah. of so um okay but but i i have to ask although i so i see this guy does he look do i see anything at all and i know arnold isn't the most perceptive person all the time but is there anything on him that would suggest that he would know anything about any gangs like if i'm looking at this guy would i a teardrop tattoo <laughs> <laughs> he's holding a glock no yeah, he just had... he's uh he does not arnold he looks no. sort okay. of like a like a like a blank stage groupie okay um i do want to help get information but i have to stay in character of course i would be interested in the band that's what i would do you know um arnold's other interesting thing like the other thing that i have my eye on is the cards because i've been fascinated with cards ever since i had that four in like i think it was know, a three it was a three a three in episode one and i also got the cards from stevie wildcard so i've been like collecting um so i was thinking about that when you said it but I'm, I'm more interested in the music so i'm gonna go to i, I would go to this perspective spectacle you know like human. Okay. i go talk to him to be you know, fair, I'm sure Gareth and I weren't actually necessarily counting on you getting any information. We just kind of wanted to give you something to do. Thank damn, you. Damn. Yeah, damn. go play Arnold. The adults will do the real work. I'm up on stage singing, we're looking for the Xanathar. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know where Jeff's apostrophe has been kidnapped? It's like it's like waiting for Diana to stop talking so somebody else can slice in there neatly with some narrative. Arnold is just waiting on stage for just like a second of breath to jump in there and start singing his own song. Cause, right. cause I when when Arnold said or when Anthony said like I imagine all the band players are active. I just pictured Arnold just not giving a fuck, just walk on. Hey, excuse me. Hey, hi. How it's are me, you, Arnold Siebelson? Maybe he sneaks behind process. him and like takes a guy down when no one's looking like, and just takes his place. Oh my yeah, gosh, all right. Could have done that. Okay, Arnold, you go up to this bespectacled nerd. I think he like edges away from you until like his shoulder blades are pressed fully against the wall. Okay. I mean, that's the, that, I mean, that, Arnold is very intimidating. I am very intimidating. That's very true. Uh, so I say, hey, uh, this band is fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Like, totally. Totally. Oh, my gosh. I've never, like, so I say, I've never heard anything like this. Uh, like, are they, do they play here a lot? You know, this is their first gig in this spot. It's sort of like a smaller venue because they're used to playing like the big spots. They're like one or two gigs away from like super, super, super exploding. But like, yeah, but this, so this is the first spot here and they're fucking, they're doing great, right? Okay, yes. Uh, so this is incredible. So I want to kind of, I'm going to try to, I'm going to lie. I'm going to try okay. to lie a little bit, okay? All right. So I'm going to say, so Arnold is going to say to this guy, um, it's, it's really impressive that they're able to keep their composure in a, in the, a Xanathar bar like this. Like it's most people. Mm, okay. Um, are you going to flash your napkin while you do it? Or are yes. you just going to do this? No, no. I'm, I'm going to flash my napkin when I do it. Cause oh, I, I want a deception to... check. You got it. 19. 
Mm, okay. Before he could respond, we're going to cut away from you. Gareth. Gareth. You've got a bar full of rough and tumble customers and a napkin with a Xanathar sigil on it. Where do you go? Uh, I just take a seat at the bar. NBD. Okay. I think it is an almost embarrassing amount of time before somebody can get to you. Not like you're being skipped over, but like this bar is so busy that after the bartender helps everybody at the bar, there's like four or five places where people have like filed up and just are leaning on the bar trying to order. So like nice. the bartenders are trying to get out drinks and finally one of them like rushes over to you and he's like mixing a drink while taking your order. And he's like, yeah, what's up, buddy? What can I do for you? What can I get you? What's going on? What do you need? Hey, no worries. Sorry about the rush. If only your, if only your boss over there would actually bother helping, right? Ooh. And I point to Dustin. You know what? You see a flat, a quick flash of like his eyebrows tighten, and you could almost, you could almost see a flash of disdain go across this guy's face. And he says, "Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if, be pretty cool if the boss could help out, but I guess he's too good for it." Uh, anyway, what can I get for you? Um, yeah, I'll just take a fantasy drink. I'm not going to come up with one. No, no, no. No, that's the name of the drink, asshole. <laughs> So you see this bartender reach behind him and start pulling out. Um, there's some blue curacao. Uh, he grabs one egg yolk and some demerara sugar and three shots of rum and starts mixing it up. And he's like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Fantasy cocktail coming right up. What are you, uh, what are you doing to these parts, bud? You, you, uh, you a local? You industry? It's industry night. 50% off. Um, I mean, I do work at slash own most of the Troll Skull tavern over there i mean the tavern part is really all me uh but you know oh word so okay so hey listen this is really embarrassing but like industry night here at Becky you kind of got to prove your industry um can you tell me what's in a uh, red hen in the forest okay garyan absolutely does not know that but gareth would right that's because i made it up just yeah now. that's not a real thing that's not a real cocktail it's fake it's fucking it's fantasy make- land you, of course make- it's it's all make-believe. Just make up a thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just want to do- go to a bar and very confidently order a red hat in a forest and see what happens. I feel like this would very briefly give me a reason to live. Continue on side. Just for an afternoon. Oh, yeah, red hat in the forest. It's a great d- drink for druids. However, not most other people like it, considering it's a raw egg mixed in with dirt. You see him. You see him smile... And like a little wink of like a silver tooth in the back of his uh, in the back of his grin, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're you're industry. What's up, man? Uh, here, take this drink. I'll tell you what, this one's on me just because you're being a real bro about it. We're super busy. Um, do you need anything else? Just sort of, I got a I got a whole bar here. You see, I'm busy. Like you get it. Oh yeah, no worries here. And you know what? I will take the free drink, but of course I'll tip you anyway. And then I'll put down a tip of a coin on top of the napkin with the drawing over it and slide it over. Okay. First of all, big question, which coin do you put on top of the napkin? How, how big a tip are we talking here, Gareth? So to remind you of the coinage, we've got the struggle bussy, which is the very bottom of the pyramid. All the way up to the golden booby. And all the way up to the golden booby. There's a copper nib and a, I think there is like an electrum, which is sort of like the platinum esque, which is above a golden booby. Are, are there I any... would be surprised if Gareth was carrying one of those around, knowing knowing how cheap Gareth is, sort of 
every day. But I mean, your character, you tell me. I think I think on the other hand, Gareth just carries his entire net worth with him at all times. I, I could also see that too, actually. All right, all right, all right. What do you uh, how, I, I how think, high do you go? I think um I think Gareth would go decently high because you know the respect of another bartender who's very clearly kind of getting owned by his boss. Mm-hmm. Um but I it wouldn't I wouldn't want it to be so high as that he would like tell his other because you know if you've ever worked in food service sometimes your a coworker will be like some guy just tipped me a hundred fucking dollars I don't want it to be like worth the reaction yeah just something that he'd be like nice so I like, think you're talking you're talking like two silver pieces yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say okay two silver armpits. <laughs> No, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Dude, There's... I'm going to tell you right now, that was option number two. Count your lucky stars. <laughs> what was what option was, one? What was option one? The silver taint. Good change. <laughs> Good change. The armpit is just the taint of the upper the body. S- the silver <laughs> grundle. <laughs> the silver gooch. I put two silver gooches on the napkin, slide it across the bar. Okay. Woo. All right. We're going to cut to Mel. Mel, you see this half work clock the napkin. And if possible, the knuckles holding this Stein to his fist tighten to the point where they start to turn white. And he bares his teeth, exposing not only the piercings in his tusks, but he also has iron studs in each of his lower teeth. Fuck, that's so cool. And he says, I'm not sure what you're talking about, friend, but that's a pretty dangerous flag to be flying on this year battlefield. Kind of sounds like he knows exactly what the fuck we're talking about then. You know, I I'm not super familiar. Uh, like like you said before, I'm I'm with you. I don't like going places, so I'm mm. not super familiar with this. I I was just told that this might help me uh, find my my friend. I'm your friend. Yeah, so your friend dangerous. is with these people. I I think so. I'm I'm actually not a hundred percent sure. Like I said, I I don't really know. I also don't think it's exactly her choice. So, uh, Mel, really quick, give me a deception check. 16. Okay. Um, I'm hoping the adorable Josh Pat will help sell this image of me not really knowing a whole lot. Because, look, I I, got a cute puppy with me. There are quite literal puppy dog eyes in play here. If you you want to use Josh Pat to potentially give yourself advantage, you're going to need to involve him a little bit more in the... He can't just be like a passive thing that always gives you advantage. I I don't really know how that works. I don't either. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Like, I just said that, and then we'll we'll figure it out. So, what I'll tell you right now, though, is that um, you, Mel, you see him sort of like rub his rub his nose a little bit and then sort of like pull at one eyebrow and he says if you're uh if your friends rolling with these people your friends in bad company this is that's that's no uh that's it's not exactly like a kids organization that you're flying around there that's that's the xanathar guild it ain't no chucky e. cheeses <laughs> What's I I suppose introductions are in order. What's up? My name is Megalodon. I work for a kids charity here in Waterdeep. I play. I'm the guy in the Barney suit. Yeah, I. Uh, 
you know the you know the you know the festival of wings. I'm the I'm the I'm the T Rex angel that walks with all the orphans through the parade. That is super cool. I love dinosaurs. Um, you know, I I was I was worried that my friend might be mixed up in something bad, and and honestly, I don't know if if they're rolling with them or if they just got kidnapped. I I don't really know, but I need to find them. Do you know maybe where I could start? Where can where can I find them? You're joking, right? No, I I have to I have to help my friend. Um, I just Lady, don't know where to start. You're here. Look look around. This is it. All right, we're gonna cut away from you real quick. We're gonna go to Anthony. So Anthony, you have just just fucking full full on said like crazy that they're doing this at a Xanathar bar. Yeah, yes I did. And, and you see you see this dude's eyes go wide as dinner plates and he immediately i think instinctively almost without thinking about it he fucking puts a finger to your lips to shush you and he goes oh hey whoa 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 buddy hey cool your jets it's called the vanabar <laughs> right, so- i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> listen let's just let's just let's just sit here and listen to Sumford and Mums and just enjoy the sweet, sweet band that's playing here and just like not talk about like crazy shit where people get murdered all the time. How about? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I, he put his hand on my lips. Can I like just suck his finger? I was going to say suck his finger. No, I was going to kiss him first, but I was like, that's not okay. I can't do this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you can bat it away just fine. I want to. I just want to like wildly like just bat it away and be like, excuse me, very rude. <laughs> just very don't rude. touch me without don't consent. Me. Don't don't don't. Yeah, never put your fingers on people's mouth. That's ridiculous. Um, oh, so, dude. So, but I want to say, um, okay. Well, if you're not cool with them, why are you here? Well, I'm here for the band. Obviously, I'm here for Sumford and Mums, and like the fact that they're playing at a gang bar doesn't make me feel good as their stage manager slash groupie slash sound technician slash van carriage driver. Hey, but, do you I mean, mean roadie? Just real quick. I think you mean roadie. Or do you mean groupie? Does this respectable yeah, dweeb like have sex with both? Banging the Sumford and Mums. Mumford listen, and listen, You don't know anything about this guy or what he does or how he gets down. Or who he does. Or who he does. So what he's doing to Arnold right now is talking and having a normal conversation. Fair. And I, as the DM, didn't mix up Rody and Groupie in the moment and now have to live with that decision for the rest of this episode. Hey, man. This guy Anthony. just got a little more zest to him than we thought. I love it. So... Okay, so I'm gonna uh, Arnold will look at the guy and he'll say, um, "Okay, well you're obviously playing in this bar. Uh, I'm not scared of the, the this of the Xanathar Guild. Why are you treating me like it's some big secret? You're the one that's acting weird here." I mean, okay, you should be scared. First of all, they're terrifying. I heard that they shut down Sailor Twift like three weeks ago because she was playing at the she was playing at the wrong bar, and I heard they cut her knees off. She will shake it off. Let's no, just... she won't. They cut her knees off. Are you listening to me? She had knees. Yes, and then they you need to calm off. down. Also, a lot of bold use like of the Taylor word they. <laughs> how, how does this guy know that Arnold isn't fully a member of the Xanathar? Yeah. 
throwing the word they around a lot. I mean, he probably because he's right looking now. at Arnold. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all right, fair enough. I don't know if you've if you heard Arnold, but he said he's not afraid and he's part of this. It's true. <laughs> Going for he did it. say that. So, um, okay, so I was like, okay, this is this is absurd. Who who hired you guys to play here in the first place? The same person that hires all of the all of the entertainment. I mean, like we came in through a through a club promoter, but the promoter works for uh, Dustin Fruin over there. He's the guy in the in the really cool tunic and the sick rings. He pays really well. Best okay. in the area, I've heard. I okay, probably possibly fair. This is not the best bar. I don't know if you've heard. Have you ever have you been to Troll Skull Manor? By the way, uh, Troll Skull. Boo. Kill yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard it sucks shit. Kill okay, him. I take out my flute and I blow my flute and, and like completely mute him and I just turn my back and walk away from him. Yeah, that's what you get for shushing yeah. me, motherfucker. You are right, fair enough. You, for no. life. you pull out your you pull out oh. your pan flutes and floops. You pull out your your pan flutes and you blow into him. And this dude, like mid-sentence, just like stops. Like his voice is cut with scissors. And um, hey man, you, you like... really got <laughs> for the audio only Arnold's... listeners. He was miming words. Arnold, in your uh, pan flutes, you feel like a really delicate scrabbling, almost like there's a tiny bird caught in the in the rock instrument. And I whisper, I whisper, that's what you get. Like, <laughs> oh my God, okay, cool. We're going to cut away from you and you. <laughs> your, your, your wild decisions and we're going to go to Gareth. So, uh, Gareth, you slid this tip with this napkin over the bar and... Uh, I think the bartender like raises both eyebrows at it and you see him very deftly and also out of sight of Dustin Froon scoop it into his hand and pop it in a pocket. Um, can I real quick, can I get an insight check to figure out if he was trying to hide the tip because Dustin Froon is stingy or if he was trying to hide the guild logo? I'll tell you what, you don't need an insight check because he left the napkin on the bar and took the money. Cool. Appreciate that. Um, but he looks at you and sort of lowers his voice and he leans in and he goes, what, uh, what's, yeah, what's, what do you need? One industry guy to another. What are you looking for? Oh, I'm just, uh, checking in on some products that we've acquired recently. If you catch my drift. You know, what's crazy. The supply chain for these guys, so whack. You would think that for a bloodthirsty underground gang, they could hit their delivery dates and invoices regularly. But no, they're backed up two, three, four weeks. Like what it like it really begs the question why Dustin is even going through these fucking bing bongs trying to get their the fire whiskey and all the other sort of hard alcohols. You would really think that. He would know better because what kind of bookie is going to join a gang? All they want to do is fight people. Well, I mean, not really. The Xanathar got their hands in a lot of pies, and one of them is sort of like under the table uh, sort of bar restaurant supply. I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a lot of money to be made selling alcohol to bars and restaurants, like a lot of money. And almost all of it is going into the Xanathar Guild. And then there's another there's another gang that's semi into it. I don't remember their name, but... Well, sure, mostly... I mean... A, a fellow in the industry industry man for another i will say i uh i have the added benefit of being the boss of my own tavern so that's kind of how i got introduced to you guys um rather oh sure than... sort of scoping out the competition seeing what we're doing well word 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 i by you guys i wasn't necessarily talking about the bar 
Um, I apologize for any misinterpretation, but I wanted to cut out the middleman between my product and the guild. I mean, if you're looking to cut middlemen out, fuck, I really, I really shouldn't be saying this. This is this is dangerous shit. Um, Gareth puts a, a a third silver gooch onto the table. All right, he slides it into his pocket, and he says. Listen, at a certain point, that fucking ding-dong is going to go upstairs and start counting his coin for the night. Behind that staircase, there's a small door. Door leads to a cellar. In the cellar is another set of stairs behind a locked door. If you can get through that door, I don't know anything about it, but that's where our deliveries come from. Fire whiskey, brandy, fine wines, spirits, all from that bottom door. None of it through, none of it off the street, none of it off the carriages. All right. Thank you very much, friend. And if you're ever looking for better paying employment, pop on down to Trosco. We'll be happy to have you. And ah! that's not a bit. That's not a bit either. I I like this guy. All right. Um, Mel, where did we, where did we leave you? Um, he informed me that it was a basically a Santa bar. <laughs> Santa bar. Oh yeah, we left off on the you're here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So he yeah. says you're here. Okay, so um, Mel would like just feign shock. Obviously, um, you you exactly. Thank you. Um, she he made a face. I don't know if you guys caught it. Yeah, it, audio listeners. I did my classic Gary and thumbnail face. Yes, yeah. you know the one where I'm like. You and then he did it again, just like that. Right, audio only listeners. Um, so, um, yeah, so so still leaning into the doesn't really know anything. But, okay. Um, um, oh, oh my, oh my God! You mean they're here? Everybody just works out of here. Is is there? Well, I don't see my friend. Is is there? Is there someplace like? Is she in the bathroom? In the back or? Yeah, I mean, like, are, I'm, are you with are you with them? Maybe. Uh, no, I work for a charity. Like, I I just stopped in here on my way home from work. I'm, I yeah, no, I'm not in a gang. Yeah, I I didn't I go think to so. gang you don't, bars you don't... because I'm intimidating, and normal bars don't serve me, and it hurts my feelings. That's fair. Yeah, um, yeah, I I didn't think that that you were. Hey, as an aside, um, there's another bar. Um, I don't know if you've been to Troll Skull Tavern, but um. I know the owner. Um, is it a and... little? Is it a little less rough and tumble than this place? Because honestly, oh, some of these guys give me the so, fucking release. Yeah, no, it's so it's so welcoming, and we have and, a library. Um, we we have a library. And... Wait, we? I thought you said you yeah. just knew the owner. I I do. Because I'm also one of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. I uh, I don't own like the the bar part is is what I'm saying that. A, a friend of mine manages that so i kind of refer to it as, as his but i'm um, really gonna head in security actually truthfully yeah um but but you know we we'd be happy to have you and and i just just throwing that out there throwing that out there um anyway do, i mean do you you've come here before i'm getting do you have you ever seen any place suspicious that maybe people disappear behind their door is there I don't know where uh, else to look. I mean, like, yeah, it's crazy that you bring it up. Uh, there's, 
I mean, every now and then I see some some sort of rough customers coming from from the back, sort of around by the stairs. Uh, I don't pay them any mind, and they have never bother me. But I mean, like, if you're looking for your friend, like, obviously that's super important. You got to find them. I mean, like, I would, yeah, maybe like a basement or like upstairs. That's all I can tell you. That's all I know. Um, no, that's actually really helpful. Um, thank you so much. I I, I really appreciate it. Um, if you want to. If you'd like to pet my dog, I like to think that Mel has trained Josh Pachu. Okay, you know in Bolt when the cat's teaching Bolt how to do the cute thing with the ears? Yeah, I yeah. like to think she's trained Josh Pad on that and just kind of like gives the little signal and he does the whole thing with the ears and the eyes and the whatever. Are you talking about so, Bolt, the movie with the yes. fucking dog yes. who thought he was a superhero? Yes. Jesus you just Christ. saw you just saw Gary and excavate something from his brain. <laughs> <laughs> that he hasn't thought of in at least a decade. It's a great movie, and I am not ashamed of. I that. remember exactly one scene, and it was just a person going into a building on fire. That's it. That's all I remember. Okay. Well, um, well, that's this scene which scene I meant. So, this half orc reaches down and sort of like ruffles Josh Pat between his ears, um, and sort of like gives him a little scratch on the corner of the jaw. You know, right where dogs like, like right underneath that bone um and he smiles a little bit to himself and he says yeah that's a good good little guy here you good got a good boy he's <laughs> all right boy all right we're gonna cut away from mel we'll finish up with anthony anthony you're walking away from um this fucking bing bong who i think is like making like wet mouth sounds behind your shoulder as he tries to talk and um you feel a delicate fluttering in your pan pipes but you are i think chrono chronologically yeah. you you feel a delicate fluttering in your pants. <laughs> in your pan pipes! In your pan pipes, you feel a fluttering. In the pipes that are on the outside of your pants. <laughs> Literally all three of us. Yeah. Damn it! Is this a leather thong all over again? No, because here's the thing. You didn't even say anything wrong. It's no. just we thought you were about to say pants. Yes. Yeah. It's not even your where, fault. Where the fluttering happens, what do you... <laughs> <laughs> That's where the fluttering happens. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right, Anthony, chronologically, I think you get this information um, first because you cut your interaction short. So you turn to see Gareth sliding a piece of coin over the bar and you turn to see Mel sitting by the fire talking to a half-orc who is in the process of rubbing Josh Pat between his ears. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I would, I would probably go toward Gareth because I'm, I'm not going to inter, you know, intervene with whatever's going on over there. Gareth Always seems a like dicey a proposition getting in between Mel and whatever she's doing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That also, especially because that half orc doesn't exactly look like the friendliest creature on earth either. True. Kind of sounds like he dog, is, though. but he doesn't yeah. look like it. <laughs> it's fair, but uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, Arnold would go toward Gareth and just be like. So I I did, wait is Gareth in the middle of speaking right now I wouldn't just I think you get to him just as this bartender turns and starts making a drink for somebody else down the bar so I'd be like yeah uh, that guy over there not great never serve him a troll skull troll skull not allowed not allowed yeah there. he kind he kind he kind of looks like a dweeb anyway we need to find Mel yeah she's right over there she's speaking to someone who's rather large but he's petting JP so that's probably that's a good sign right I think. I mean, not really. That doesn't really narrow it down. Everyone p pets JP. 
I, okay. The devil himself would pet that dog. That's fair, but Mel's arrow wasn't out at the same time. So that, that does say something. <laughs> yes. Mel so, and I were just chatting. Now we're just vibing. She's just, she's just like, I just have like one more question. When I came in, there were like a lot of dogs, and then they just went away. Yeah, yeah, that that happens. Um, <laughs> I don't really know like what the deal is because like every time <laughs> I come in here, there's a lot of dogs. And when I came in today, there were a lot of dogs, and then. They just, like I, I feel like I looked up like 45 seconds to a minute ago oh. and they were just gone. They were just also, gone. why is your coat barking? Ignore that. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She's just okay. gonna be like, oh my god, I'm wearing a jacket and it's barking. What? 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 Um, okay, but I, I think, think, I think... At, at, at this point, like this half orc turns away and starts staring at the fire again. I get Which that. Is... Okay, I, I like think to that's... think now I like to think that instead of my there's like a small chihuahua hanging on my coat and that's why it's barking. Like one of the dogs is just I mean, I think the joke I was making is all the dogs disappear because you stole them. <laughs> and they're oh, you're hiding I mean, them. Well, in your yeah, coat. that too. Yeah. So there there's is that. there is uh a Shiba Inu in your hood of your cloak, sort of poking its little snoot over your shoulder. That's right. Mel's finally getting Stefan Diggs. It's devastating to me as the DM that I'm going to have to find a canonical way to make that dog disappear from your hood before you can claim it forever. Don't you take Stefan. You already took him from me once. If you say Stefan Diggs, I swear to fucking God. You took Stefan Diggs from me and now I need another one. I am building my team. I think we should take a pee break. All right, great. Sounds fucking fantastic. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Midroll. Give me just a couple of seconds of your time. I'll have you right back to the show. Hi, my name's Alex. As usual, we are playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons license module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and, of course, Michelle Carter. Uh, if you or any of your little gremlins, goblins, ghoulies, or ghosts would like to get into D&D, I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all of the amazing products they've got there for you. They've got swords and pickaxes and halberds and throwing stars, all for the low, low price of $6.99. Get out your credit cards, get out your debit cards, get out your doubloons. You can buy those right there. If you would like to end up as a character on Crit Stupid, if you would say, hey, uh, Alex, all of those cool meat puppets that you have there sound really funny and great. I'd like to be one. You can tweet us, uh, tag us in a video on TikTok, or hit us up on Instagram, at Crit Stupid, across all of our socials. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you think there's a joke that we did particularly well. Let us know if there's anything that you think we can improve. We're always out to make our show better for you, the audience. So... Tag us with your thoughts, and you could end up as a character on the show. I've got a lot of characters coming up, and you could end up as a character like Dustin. Uh, I get Dustin Ego and Dustin Froon mixed up all the time, so if I did it in the episode, I apologize sincerely, but that's at and Dusters with a Z. Uh, Dustin joined us somewhere in the middle of our second season, has been doing an amazing job uh, retweeting and talking about the so show, so Dustin, thank you, and Dustin Ego, thank you as well, even though they're different Dustins. Tweeted the show. Tag us in a TikTok, tag us in a post, let us know what you think, you can be a character on the show. We're doing a big subscription push on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get to 500 subscribers now, which is uh, the level that we're going to launch our merch program at. So uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the show on YouTube, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it if you could, if you could recommend the show to a friend. If there's somebody that you think likes D&D or our particular brand of humor, we would love to have them in our growing listener base, just like we'd love having you. And you take it squeezy out there, and I love you very much. Bye. So imagine, if you will, a man 
wait, wait, wait. Let me interrupt. This is a this, this is a sponsored Libras Arcana ad. So with that in mind, please continue. Oh yeah. Okay. So imagine if you will, a man with a beautiful set of dice getting beaten to death with a hammer. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Alex and Garyan from Critically Stupid here with our sponsored segment about Libras Arcana, makers of fine dice and D&D accessories. Um, Garyan is in the process of threatening my life because he didn't plug his mic in for the beginning of this ad and sort of gaped like no, a fish for the first 30 seconds. It's, while no, I it's a different thing. It's oh, a different... Is it different? It's, yeah, it's a different thing. Okay. Well, uh, Garyan was actually just about to launch into a very in-depth, detailed description about how he would beat me with a hammer using a set of Libra's Arcana dice as sort of like the catalyst for his luck in this you know, scenario. I'm, so without further ado, Garyan, take it away. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, are you familiar with the concept of uh, a butter sock? A what? A butter sock. It's a sock that you, you put a stick of butter in a sock and you use that as a sort of flail. Yeah, now replace the butter with a set of, I don't know, Ancient Iron by Libris Arcana. Fuck. That would, act that would actually hurt quite it a bit. It would. It would be quite painful. And I don't even need to roll for anything because the dice are in the sock. They're constantly being rolled. Yeah, it's how I imagine random number generators work. They beat people to death with socks filled with dice. Yeah. And then there's a small computer on the inside of the sock that counts all of the numbers and uh, gives you a random one. Listen, I know what I'm talking about, all right? <laughs> Speaking of Libris Arcana dice, did you know that you can get them for 20% off? I did not. Tell me Tell me more. If you go to LibrisArcana.com, the website that sells Libris Arcana dice, you could actually not only get dice but get anything on the website for a whopping one-fifth off because i hate percentages one-fifth so, so instead off. you decided fractions was easy yeah to i love everybody loves fractions you could get one-fifths off your price of anything at librasarcana.com if you use the magical password at checkout which is stupid 20 that's two zero it's not spelled out Libris Arcana, Dice for Life. <laughs> Dude, your mic, your mic got like nine tenths. You just squeaked. Oh, fuckulous. No, that was just my voice. <laughs> that was just how I said it. <laughs> There are, there are also like more just kind of generic D&D books that aren't related to modules. Like this one that is not Pathfinder, which is just the bestiary. has all the cool monsters. So if you just oh, want to like... Is that not Pathfinder? Show me the title. No. Yeah, it says right here, beast, bestiary. Yeah, what's the top part? Uh, it says... Um, <laughs> so, you fucking... <laughs> D-N-D. You're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> What's going on, dear audience? We have returned. You have just heard your fabulous Libris Arcana ad. I hope it was a good one for you because it was a great one for us. We're still basking in the afterglow. Buy the dice. Um, buy them. Buy the buy dice. Them. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do buy it. it. Just so cool. now. Um, we are going to pick up with the three of you sort of rendezvousing from your individual conversations. Uh, Arnold, you still 
you still feel your pants rattle with that sweet, mm. sweet power. Um, I don't hate it. Gareth, you, are uh, still you still have your red hen in the woods beverage. You haven't taken a sip of it yet. Uh, and Mel, you are fresh from your child charity director encounter with the half work with the studded teeth. All of you have gleaned at least a piece of information. So, Can all I... right. Um, so I don't know if you guys successfully learned anything, but I actually learned something pretty big. This uh, tavern actually gets all of its deliveries downstairs through the back door rather than the standard uh rate or way through the carriages or any normal delivery services so i'm thinking if we wait down there for the next delivery we could be able to sneak back onto the truck to wherever it's coming from and you know that's that's great the um the person that i was talking to really nice guy by the way he's probably gonna come by troll skull to get drink because he's not actually part of the Xanthar, but but he did confirm for me that this is it's it's a Xana bar um and <laughs> um but it. he said that um over like by the stairs I, I guess that sometimes people will there must be a door or something where, where they go. He he didn't know much more than that, but I thought that that'd be a good place to uh Arnold. Drink. I it's... also got an, a, an impressive amount of information from from the person I was speaking to. I got so much. I was very useful on this mission. I don't at all feel like a third wheel in this group. Uh, nope, it's great. So I turn. Oh, well, I do have a. I have an important task for you. If this is something you can manage. Okay. What do you What do you have? Can you take the ten spoked wheel design of the Zanisar Guild and give us? fake tattoos that we could show to other guild members ooh as like an illusion to some extent i know i can do one i'm not sure if i i if i could legally do that i could draw them on if we could go somewhere but that was like half a question for alex yeah, yeah. Right. i got googling it i'm actively it. googling it yeah i arnold did a great job making it less time that i've got to cut out or less uh episode that i've got to come out all right, you create a sound or image of an object within range that lasts for the duration, which is one minute. So, okay, that's Arnold not gonna give work. you Arnold can give you a tattoo to last yeah, for, for like a one minute. interaction. So, so yeah. maybe potentially in this bar, all you need is a minute. it to like prove it, and then Arnold, that'll be your cue if if that moment comes up to like throw a tattoo on on whoever is needing yeah. to show. Can can Although I, it I does, think it does take a full minute to cast, I will say. Can, can I also suggest Arnold oh, or Anthony man. said something about just drawing them on, which I think is a pretty good idea. We could just do that so we could don't, not have to worry about the casting and the timing and all that. Are you, are you talking about my which which spell are you talking about? I'm not talking my, about any spell. I mean, quite no, literally I'm, grabbing a marker. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm, sorry, I'm talking about minor illusion. Oh, OK, OK. Gotcha. It doesn't. It doesn't take a minute. It takes seven seconds. I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry. Because right. yeah, I would say it is like an at will. Like it's a uh, cantrip. It's cantrip. So, um, but it, but okay. So in character, um, so Arnold wants to say like, so why? What are you thinking? Why do you think we need these? Why do you want to get a tattoo? Well, I'm thinking first of all, tattoos are dope as fuck. Totally, I'm with you. I'm already thinking about getting a tattoo. Like, where do you think we should get it first? Like, like maybe face tattoos. I'm thinking just middle of the forehead. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyway, so we, I believe, like I said earlier, earlier, if we have a chance to uh, retrace where these trucks are coming from, we might be able to sneak on. Or if we're lucky, we might be able to just hop on like we work there 
And what's a better way to prove it than I don't know, little little icon, little ooh. Okay. Um. But is there? So there are. Tr- uh, okay. This is above table. So are there truck? Is there are there trucks? I thought it was more like an underground, like magical situation where there are deliveries being. So I like that. I, I, I like the mild confusion because it's very realistic to like Gary and having or Gareth having a conversation in a crowded bar. The bartender did say that their deliveries came from the cellar. So he, the, so the bartender and the half orc are corroborating that there is a there is a door in the stairs somewhere, the stair that's area. What I, that's what I thought. Down. Now, now Gareth is correct in in the bartender said the the casks were coming from there. Right. So, I, uh, I kind Mel, of interpreted that as like a, a back entrance. Which like I'm fine with as your character because your character runs a bar, so that would be your assumption. But I'm right. saying what the what the bartender said mm. was the barrels of other stuff comes from the stairs. So um Mel was not under the impression that there are I mean, she doesn't know anything about delivery, so so she would say, um I'm, I I think there might be something like actually over there that we should check out though. The impression that I got from um our our new friend uh that Arnold's going to have to find a spot to tattoo his face on um is is that there there's something like un- going on underneath. I don't know that we need to get on any kind of truck per se. Well, I, it's not necessarily. I don't know exactly how whether it's a truck bringing the delivery in if they simply spawn down there but what we do need is to figure out exactly how so we need to go down there in the first place and i'm thinking just that simple drawing on our arm is some sort of backup no we're with you there um okay do, do we see um alex do we see like booths are there any open booths or anywhere where we can just like go off to the side where people wouldn't be so suspicious if we sat together. There's a few open tables, maybe even a booth in a corner, but you are doing this in a crowded, in oh, yeah. a crowded bar tavern in like the early, <clears throat> late afternoon turning towards evening. So like, this is not the least suspicious place you could do this. To be fair, if it is that crowded of a bar, we're kind of have that hidden in plain sight. Who's going to be looking around specifically for, you know, you don't know, and that is exactly yeah. the point. I don't think anyone like listen. There were like six dogs. I got them all in my jacket. Nobody noticed. I <laughs> Mel opens her tunics, and there's like a whole ass Dalmatian that's just like, it's a hundred and one of them. Yes, they're absolutely. Mel's it. gonna skin all of them and sell their coats. I was gonna say Mel is Cruella Deville in this scenario. Cruella Deville and make coats. I told you, I'm making my football team. That sounds coats. somehow even more ominous. Okay, okay can I, I, so hang on it, before we go on as a as a group just just to like put a pin in something or like to tie a bow on something rather i want to turn around and just make sure that the nerd that i stole the voice from isn't like staring at us like can i if i look at him what is he doing i mean he's kind of staring at you staring like okay. yeah he doesn't really have a voice and he's that's what i figured concerned I, about that that's I mean, what to I be figured. fair what's he gonna do look over there yeah. nope so <laughs> So I'm going to like just to because I have to do something about this situation. I'm just like kind of annoyed by it. Um, I'm going to use message to to just message this guy and be like. (laughs) What would what would Arnold say? Um, Don't don't be so mean about Troll Skull. I happen to be friends with that place. (laughs) And then then I'm the establishment. Yeah. And then I just I give him his voice back, even though it's going to suck for me a little. (laughs) It's like. All right. All right. All right. Um. 
Give me a persuasion check with advantage, Arnold. You got it. All right, it's going slow. Okay, my first roll was 21, and oh, my second shit. one... Yeah, my second one was 17, so 21. 21. Um, okay, I think you see him rock back as you send his voice like shooting back into his throat. Um, and he grasps his he grasps his larynx, uh, but you see him make eye contact with you and nod once, Arnold. Okay. So sitting in this booth, um, are you what would you, you just roll for? Don't worry about it. Sitting in this booth, um, are you going to give yourselves like sort of rough markings? What's the play here? Um, can I use my sleight of hand bonus to be like real precise with the drawing? Because I don't want it to look like somebody drew it on with a marker. I want it to look like a tattoo. I will say the alley-oop between Arnold's disguise kit that I know for a fact he keeps on him at all times and the sleight of hand I'm about to ask Gareth to make could potentially yield a very realistic passing mark but only temporarily because the stuff in arnold's disguise kit is really only meant to last for like an hour tops yeah fair all right give me the give me the slide of hand check gareth doing it i got a holy shit i got a 22 Mm. okay yeah you You have no hands where do you put it this is the question gareth uh gareth puts his own on his shoulder so he can just like lift the sleeve Okay. Um, and Gareth asks the other two where they want him because you know their body, their choice. True. 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 Um, I would put it. I don't want somebody to like touch it and yeah, yeah, yeah. have it rub up. So I think I would want to kind of put it someplace where people won't go. Okay, you know where my tattoo is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd put it like here-ish because nobody's going to touch it there they're not going to be like that looks fake and rub it because that's not or, an area that people should be yeah, yeah that's probably for, that's actually only, for the audio only listener we're talking about three inches south of the collarbone uh you could also big... an, an alternate idea is like if you like did it on the neck and that's like covered by mel's hair and she could I would, like, I, i'd be worried it would rub it and the but heat what, and the heat trapped by the hair. I mean, you you would know, Gareth, because you're best friends with Arnold, that this is like very easily smearable makeup, especially if it's hot and humid. And like long hair, I mean, fair builds enough. heat. All right, so Mel's getting it just south of the collarbone. Arnold, what about you? Um, I'm gonna go. I have like a, you know, three quarter sleeve shirt. I'm just gonna go on my forearm right here. You okay, know, yeah, just right on the like, inside elbow. Yeah, inside elbow situation. Yeah, perfect. So that way you can talk to him. Me, 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 me. <laughs> It's five spokes. It's ten spokes. It's five spokes. Okay. Um, all right. So Gareth, you put these marks on people, um, and you are relatively confident that at least for like a brief period of time, they will look legit to an untrained eye. My next question to you is: How do you get past Dustin Froome? Uh, as the bartender said, at some point he's going to go up and count his coins. So I'm just going to wait. He's going to wait him out. Yeah. I mean, unless anybody else has a m- more urgent reason. No. Not a reason. Okay. The offer to kill him still stands, but yeah. that might... The opportunity may present out. itself. Who knows? The night is young. That's I think true. you guys sit there and wait, and much to your delight, it doesn't take long for not only the tap room of A will be back to start emptying out as people finish their like post work drinks and start to like file out the door. Um, 
But for Emmett Froon to get bored and turn, um, I think he picks up like a lockbox on the bar and sort of disappears upstairs. Very convenient. Vamanos. <laughs> All right. There is a staircase that leads upstairs, um, tucked behind the bar and set into this staircase, almost closet under the stairs, Harry Potter style, fuck J.K. Rowling, is a small locked door. Now, there is enough room for one of you to hide behind the door and fiddle with the lock. I I would assume that it would be Garion or as Garrett the Rogue, but like if one of the other two wants to give it a shot, they, I'm sure they could try. I would was also making that assumption, but if you, I mean, I don't I don't want to speak for anyone else, but no one else is, oh, so I'm fucking makes, doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what are the yeah. other what are the other two doing while Gareth picks the lot? I'm um, keep a lookout, probably. Okay, yeah. you know, just... Stand watch. Just... What 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 does the area look like? Like, are we we're just in a hallway essentially, and he's off to the side. So if you picture a bar set against a wall, there is a staircase leading up along yeah. the wall, and, then and the door leading into the staircase is tucked just behind the bar. So there's room for okay. one person to be fully covered by the bar and get into the staircase. But well, we're, so we're just out the door. So you guys are just standing at the end of the bar. And like at this point, while Gareth is fiddling with this lock and I'm about to have him roll a slide of hand check to see how quick he gets in. I think the bartenders are already starting to throw you guys like glances and like start to like whisper to them. Like you see them uh, collaborate over uh, taps that they're pouring from one of the, one of the. Nobody's offered to come serve us. So so while this, while this is happening, like if I, if I notice them staring at us a bit, um, I, I'd cast Minor Illusion in like the direction of the band as, as they're playing to kind of like, as if there's some kind of terrible sound coming from the instruments just momentarily to distract people. Okay, yeah. Um... You just take one of their vocals away. <laughs> No, I think it's like a I think it's like a really rusty miss string on the violin. Like the like the bow just like hits a couple of strings wrong and it makes that really horrid shriek. Uh Gareth, um, give me that Could you make that sound effect for me, please, Bestie? Oh, you do the other oh her one. She waited. I thought I thought I could get through the end without it. All right. No. I'm not sure if my mic's gonna pick it up. So it's uh it's more like a <laughs> holy shit, it picked up the exactly perfect amount. Oh my God, that was the best case scenario. Holy shit. Here, just a recreation for you, Alex. (laughs) I love that my mic has my back and anytime it hears me making some bullshit ass sound effect, it's like, you don't want that actually. You want me to cut that right out. Honestly, I think it's actually hilarious how your mic cuts out laughter. So when you laugh, you're just like, that's how I laugh in real life, though. I'm a silent. <laughs> All right, Gareth, give me that slide of hand check. Okay. Do as it. everybody as everybody turns to like look incredulously at this. Oh no! So the good news is I got an eight. The bad news is my one? bonus is plus seven. Can one. I give him? Wait, wait, wait! Don't tell him what the result is. Don't tell him what the result is. Hey, Arnold, it's a one. Oh, you? Yeah, wait, no, you, it's. Oh, you rolled in that one. Oh, I'm that sorry. I'm sorry. Up. Yeah, really? Fully on. a one. But can I can I inspire him? And even though it's a one, can I can I make him no? Feel save it for a save it for a role that I might not beef. Yeah, like say, the I role would... is already beefed. That's the role stupid. is it's pre beefed, Arnold. By the way, everybody, ancient iron done for the night. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Gareth, your skeleton key breaks inside this lock. Oh, hold the fuck on. I never said anything about using the skeleton key. It's just your, your lockpit set, just like the good oh. one that you use. No, it's not like okay, the skeleton work. key from like Oblivion or Skyrim. It's yeah, just I like was like, hold on. Do I have a super magical lockpicking item that I just broke on accident? No, 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 no. It's just one of your main lockpicks breaks. So now my question to you guys is, how are you getting downstairs? How are you getting yeah. somebody to open that door for you? You're not going to buy the fact that Gareth keeps multiple lockpicks on him, are you? I mean, yes, I know you have multiple lockpicks, and it's a nat one, so you guys got to be a little creative here. How big is the gap under the door? Maybe like an inch. Do you think it's big enough to slide my knife under? I don't think so. Maybe the blade, but not the hilt, because the hilt is deliberately made wider than the tang of the blade. Yeah, unfortunately, the hilt is the part I would be teleporting to, so that's the part that I kind of need to be under the door. Fuck it, dude. Um, no, I, I said, yeah, I was like, I, I, I cannot wait to hear what's at the end of that I, sentence. My idea was just to go up to that bartender I was talking to earlier and just be like, Hey, I need the key. I think you could, I think there's a way for you guys to role play your way out of this. You don't have, okay, to- I can do it. I got, I got it. Um, hang on. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to, I'm going to use my spell disguise self and I'm going to look like what's his name, Floon, uh, Froon. Dustin, Dustin Froon. Got it. I know Dustin. Um, okay, so so I, I'm gonna use I'm gonna make sure no one's looking at me. I'm not just gonna like in the middle of, of the place. I'm gonna kind of like walk off to the side. Um, and I'm gonna change, I'm gonna use this guy's self to look like Dustin Froon. Okay. Um, you look like a piece of shit. Thank you. Dustin so, Froon, not Dustin. This character, the person's yeah. uh, character is based off of. All right. Uh Mel and Gareth, you see Arnold's hair grow and turn like oily and lank and like pass over his forehead and eyebrows. You see his teeth get a little bit sharp and jagged and buck toothed. And uh, you see his eyes sort of like squint into like narrow suspicion, almost like he's perpetually suspicious of everybody he sees. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say to to my friends before I just, you know, run over to this guy, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go tell him that some idiot, uh, you know, someone jammed our lock and I need him to, to open it for me because I couldn't, you know, dirty my hands with it, essentially. Oh, like, and I'll actually, I'll corroborate a story. Be like, you know what? Actually, I've watched Dustin Froon at the bar and he doesn't do a goddamn thing. So they will not think twice about you just telling them to do something for you. Perfect. Okay. Um. So, so do you, do you guys want to like, I don't know, like, do you want to hide while I do this? Do you want to make sure I don't want you to, if you're, what do you guys want to do? As as he's saying this, me and Mel just fade into the shadows. (laughs) It's just like, I spent, I spent like like, Homer Simpson in that bush. Okay. So I walk, I, I will roll for stealth at least. I don't know about that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, you can roll stealth, or it's also very easily conceivable for you guys to just like disappear into like the crowd of the tavern. Oh, the that's, a way, that that's a way better idea. There, it's the metaphorical weird. hedges. Hedge, no, actual hedges. Okay, the so real hedges that do exist in this bar. Excuse me, I forgot that we were. Yes, ending. My bad. That's on me. <laughs> so, yeah, so well, Mel disappears into the fully realized eight foot tall hedge that's growing behind this bar, and Gareth goes and walks around normally. So does JP. JP is as well. And the Arnold. the dog in here, okay. So all of walk, them. Oh yeah, all of them. So I, walk over the I really do like the fact that our characters are kind of just like gods a little bit. 
Mel just tampered with reality and spawned a fully grown hedge inside of this building. Yeah, Arnold. So I walk over. To, I walk over to the bar and I I look at the guy, um, the the bartender. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and as in my best, uh, you know, Dustin Frune voice, uh, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, how close. I imagine I'm I'm usually pretty good at that sort of thing. So I you know I you do his voice, and I say, um, hey, uh, so, so I need to get in the back door, and someone someone you just shove something in the lock. I don't know what. I don't know if it was you or one of the you know one of these bandmates or something. You know, would you? I need you to please go. You know, open that door for me. Not please. I don't say please. I don't say please. You I, see the, I you see the bartender look at you and his eyes go a little wide. He said, "What? What did you say?" Did, I said, "Do it now." Did go me open go the, open the goddamn door? Open the door. So, so I say, "Go open the door for me, like right now." Like, and I stop myself from did saying. Did you please. almost just say please? I almost did. I can't Twice? not do it. So I, but I stop myself. Go open that goddamn door. You're fired, please. Uh, <laughs> Arnold, give me a persuasion check. You got it. Pretty low DC. I think you, I think you, I mean, looking like this dude's okay. boss. I got 25. Okay. Yeah, for sure. He reaches into his apron. He's like, all right, all right, all right. Chill out. God, sorry. Um, And he goes and he like pushes his key into the lock and like turns it and then opens the door. And there's like a, a, a clattering of raw iron as the skeleton key falls out on the other side. And then he swings the door open. And he's like, sorry, I got to I got to get back to work. And he tucks the key back into his apron and goes back to the bar. Okay. And I just, I, I, I pay him no attention. I just go, ah, not as if I'm walking through the door. I just continue. And I, but I hold the door open as I kind of, I watch him walk away. Okay. Um, going downstairs, I assume Gareth comes back out of the crowd and Mel, uh, pulls out of this hedge that she, no, she takes the hedge with her. Nope. Uh, actually, it's actually crazy. Mel, as you walk out of the hedge, you notice that your cloak just stopped barking. No, it's uh, so weird. They all escaped you, through the head. Turn and like all of the dogs are gone. It's just you and Josh. I mean, I am kind of keeping them there to keep them safe, but I'm gonna pick them up on my way out. Sure. Uh, oh my you god! Go downstairs. The hedge is on fire. I'm not killing dogs. <laughs> you go downstairs <laughs> to see not. a fairly standard seller of a bar. You're very familiar with it, Gareth. You even more so because you live in one. Um, there are ale kegs stacked along one wall. There's a, a lock shelf cabinet with the fine wines and spirits sort of locked behind bars and set into the very back of this cellar, sort of like away from the torchlight on the stairs and uh, almost like easily missable is a single banded iron door that's like half person height. So you're all going to have to like squinch over to get into it. But on the center of it is a painted in yellow circle with 10 spokes coming out of it. Oh, hey, that matches my tattoo. Um, and you guys, Arnold, I think you, I too. you like pull it open and there's a hiss of cold sewage scented air. And you're looking at a carved staircase pushing deep into the earth. And you hear a wet dripping of water come from the bottom of it. Versus a dry dripping of water? I I don't know. I said and and had to say something to finish the sentence. It's funny because I have like, I have legit a pretty good poker face in every scenario except for poker. Like I get a good hand and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll check, I guess. <laughs>